0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. What? Oh, sorry. (laughs) That was my
1: Darth Vader
0: impression. Uh, What? (laughs) Your co-host, Hunter. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? And your co-host, Spaz. You only have one life, and then you respawn. Now, now friends, a while back when this whole uh, lockdown nonsense started, I thought it was only going to last. We all, a lot of us only thought it was going to last a few months. So I was like, let's not bother people right now. Let's just wait this out. And uh, once things start returning to normal, we'll get guests back on. (laughs) Okay. So at this point, what's a guest? uh, (laughs) So... um, So for a while, we're like, oh, when things return to normal, we'll have guests back on. Like, no, what's there? I don't think things are going to return to normal for at least a year or two. So we're like, we got to start having guests again. So how excited was I when the developer of the Starflight, like I'm going to compare it to Starflight, which is, I hope you know, a high compliment, Bob, um, the, the Starflight like, um, roguelike approaching infinity, which is coming to steam next week, uh, was the first person I thought of really to have on the show. Cause we'd never had you on the show. Um, and so I was tickled when you said, yes. So welcome Bob Saunders from Northern Virginia to the show. Eyeball. Is it eyeball or eyeball? Like, how do you say your online name? <laughs> eyeball. Eyeball 17. Hi everybody. Uh, but, yeah. but do you bowl? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I, I do not.
2: I, I do not um, bowl.
0: No. Sorry about that. Um, so Bob, I want to thank you so much for joining us on relatively short notice. It was only last week when I was like, we should have guests back on. Hey, Bob, you want to come on next week? Uh, I try to give people more notice than that, but, (laughs) but, uh, I really appreciate you, uh, taking the time, uh, especially with a game coming out on steam next week to, uh, talk to us. So, um, folks, if you don't know approaching infinity, it's basically, And I'm going to compare it to Starflight again. Um, It's basically a roguelike version of Starflight. Like, it's Starflight in a much smaller chunk. Like, finishing Starflight takes dozens, if not hundreds of hours, to play one game of Starflight from start to finish. Um, Whereas in Approaching Infinity, uh, you can play a whole game until death in minutes depending on how your game goes. (laughs) Um, But basically it's a space game, but you land on planets, you have away teams, uh, you, you gather minerals and you sell the data, the data you've gathered by exploring and the minerals you found and you upgrade your ship and you have a custom captain, a custom crew, a custom ship. Uh, You can have permadeath or not. Um, Some of the starting things you can start from some of the starting traits you can start from your ship are insane. Like, oh, this guy's a surgeon. These people can walk on water. Just crazy stuff. Um, You really kind of have a kitchen sink thing going with this game. Um, So let's start from the beginning. This started off as a Kickstarter campaign back in, what, twenty (laughs) thirty
2: Yeah, yeah, it was about then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 2013. Roughly. Yeah. I was, th- I was thinking it was that long ago. Yeah. So there was a, there it was, and it was a su- successful campaign if I recall. Um, yes. Yes,
2: absolutely. All and right. so thank you everyone.
0: Yes. I, I was, I'm proud to be a backer. Um, and at the kickstart of the campaign, the game was $15 if I'm recalling correctly. Um, but then, then something happened. I'd like, if, if you don't know I'd like to, could you explain what happened after that? In, you don't have to go into detail, so, I understand, but let's go into what happened after the Kickstarter. Kickstarter
2: campaign was successful. Um, I was able to work on the game for months. You know, I I cranked out all the internal systems like procedural crafting and you know, officers with all their skills that you mentioned and everything. And I, I got all the things working. Meanwhile, the, st- the game is on Steam Greenlight. And I know some people might not even know what Steam Greenlight oh, is, right. but in the past, as a developer, you had to actually put your game up on Steam for people to vote on before you could get on Steam. Now you just pay some money and you get on, but back then it had to be sort of approved by the community. Approaching Infinity was on Steam Greenlight for about a year and never got through. And, you know, meanwhile, I'm working, I'm working and I'm like, well, where's this going to go? It, I want people to see this game. And right. so a friend of mine, in fact, my uh, my my artist, my artist, David, you're everyone's artist. Thank you. But anyway, he he said, <laughs> well, why don't you why don't you try? Why don't you try this guy I know? And, you know. So he he introduced me to the uh, the owner of Shrapnel Games, and Shrapnel Games, you know, they mostly do uh, turn-based games, a lot of war games, but they also did this game called Space Empires Four. Don't know if anyone here has played that. They oh, did.
0: Yeah. They they published that one.
2: They published that. I loved what? Space Empires 4. I oh, put yeah. so it's much time three, into that game. Oh,
0: three and four are the best of the series. No doubt. No doubt. For sure.
2: And and so like I was like, oh my goodness, I could be on the same, you know, with the same publisher as one of my favorite games of all time. Oh. Well, wow. yeah, let's talk. And uh, and so you know, I started talking to Shrapnel Games and they were like, Wow, yeah, this is really good we haven't we haven't published anything new for years let's <laughs> let's do this <laughs> oh no and <laughs> and you know I, I just i thought that they would help me get the game out in front of more
0: people and well i yeah. suppose they did um, um
3: may i <laughs> may i interject here yes please please do uh, at Give this point, uh, I should mention that that uh, when they put it out there, they put it out there at a price point of $40. <laughs> and, and I was one of the people who bought it when it went on sale. But with shrapnel, something that most people probably do not know if they don't buy from there, they don't put a lot of things on sale. And if they do, it's not a very deep discount ever. Uh,
0: it was like thirty dollars, so, I think, on sale. Yes, that's that's
3: uh, that's how much I paid for it. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. at that price point, not many people are going to buy in.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like uh, they can't move as many they can't move as many units as they w- would be able to at a lower price point. Um, and I don't know if they feel that they're just niche enough and their audience is small enough that they have to charge that rather than try to do it with volume or what. But it's it's kind of disappointing. But it's yeah. uh, it's kind of been their their great detriment over the years because this has been long-term practice.
0: I mean, even Slytherin and Matrix came around. They used to be the same way. They were very, like, boutique, very niche, very expensive. And they still have a few expensive things, like what's that World of War game that's like $100 or whatever. They still have some very... Expensive niche products, but now that they're on steam and they regularly engage in sales, they're doing far better than they were. Um, Yeah, but,
1: you know, in the, I would say the worst publisher, right, that I've, that I've had to deal with, and they mm -hmm. finally got their act together somewhat um, is Battlefront because Oof. it's like the, the guys that make the combat mission yeah. games. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. because it's like, I bought, I bought one of the combat mission games some years ago. And then I went back to redownload it and it's like, Oh yeah, your 60 day is over. So you have to like rebuy the game.
0: I hate and I'm that like, so wait, much. what? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what? such a 1997 thing. Like, come on. Like, yeah, stop it. So they Let's...
1: finally changed that policy. So I was able oh, to like, good. finally get my game back without spending another 60 So but, dumb. It's so, yeah. Um, and, you know, in the whole patch process, right, the the game doesn't notify you that there's a patch. You have to be, like, aware. <laughs> so, you know, it's the it, we're so spoiled with Steam, right? Because yeah. it, it's like, oh, I just turn Steam on and it downloads all my updates and I'm ready to go. I don't have to think about it.
3: And, or at the very least, it queues them up. Yeah. And then and, you can go and start them up if you want to
1: and do that. Unlike Microsoft, Steam doesn't, like, block me. Trying to mod the game because it locks me out of my game folder. Because Jesus, my
0: oh, you don't even have to, be, <laughs> when, you don't even have to want to be a modder for that. It just locks you out of the folder. Uh, yeah. Like it's entirely. like, hey, I
1: would like to, I would like to just, okay, okay. So I, I like uh, to downloaded just tell Windows, it, I downloaded uh, Windows Terminal, right? Uh, and I was playing around with that and it's, it's amazingly great, it's but great. I screwed a setting up. And if you, if you get a setting wrong in the file, then it saves it, but then it crashes on load and it, and it persists, even if you uninstall and reinstall the thing that settings file persists. And it's like, oh my God. So in order to fix it, I had to download a utility that basically lets me, even though I am administrator on the machine, it makes me like really administrator and I can seize (laughs) ownership of that stuff. And that's the only way I could fix terminals. Just for because like I forgot to close a brace and in the thing when I saved it.
0: For a year <laughs> I couldn't download anything from the Microsoft store. I I I just couldn't. It just uh, it aired out every time. For no reason that I could figure out. And then it just started working again for some reason. I I I don't understand it at all. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of uh being spoiled with steam.
3: Yeah, um I had so- so I bought I bought this game uh, I bought this game in 2015 on Shrapnel. Oh wow. And of course the limited downloads because that's how they do things.
1: Oh, they uh, do that too, huh?
3: Yes, and oh. as you as you know, my computer died last month. Oh, so gosh. I lost right. my install. And of course because it happened after uh, there was no way to recover that and redownload it. So yeah.
0: Yeah, that's tell, that's another thing. I'll tell you what, I have an account with a th- provider called mega.nz. They're kind of like Dropbox. Um and I put all my game <laughs> stuff like I put all my game <laughs> stuff. Brian, in. you're adorable sometimes, I swear. What? <laughs> <laughs> they are kind of like Dropbox. Uh, you you're you're right.
4: It just you just uh sorry. You, a lot of us know what mega is,
0: yeah. I just put all mine
1: up on BitTorrent. To there
0: keep might them. be someone who doesn't who's listening. You can't, you can't assume. Oh, Jesus, so, Jim. So, you, stop were on it. Shrap- you were on shrapnel for about four or five years at least,
2: Bob? yeah. Five years, yeah,
0: yeah. And and, was, then,
2: they, and, and then in sorry. in the beginning, in the beginning, you know, I still I still had hope, I still had hope that that I could sort of change their thinking. You know, I used to try to help with different uh, different ways to advertise people to talk to. I would say, hey, check out this streamer. And they're like, we don't do that. What? And, you know, oh <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, you know, after after a few years, I just gave up. I did three updates with them. And after a few years, I just sort of, no, not sort of. I just totally gave up any hope of ever working on this this awesome game that I created. And uh, so, is there a but term limit? That has limit? all changed
1: now. Is there a term limit um, whenever you sign a publishing deal? Like, okay, if this isn't working out, I wait a couple of years and then I'm I I'm, I can step out of this. Or do they own your game for life unless you like wrangle?
0: I think it's game specific. It's sort it's of a cross specific. between the two. Yeah.
2: After a certain point, I was able to negotiate my way out, but uh, I wasn't able to afford that.
0: So did they reach out to you about, about, yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, it was, it was great because
2: they, they called me, well, they, they sent me an email, you know, Hey, this person's having problems with your game. And I'm like, Okay, well that sounds like this problem and I I know what it was and I fixed it and it wasn't me, it's Windows and their, you know, permissions on folders and read only and stuff. But and and then they were like, "Well, hey, we'd like to talk to you about giving your game back and here's what we need and here's what you have to do and then after that point you can do this." They gave me it, well, they suggested a timeline and I fleshed it out and they said, "Yeah, that sounds good." And we went from there, and on July first, I was free and clear of shrapnel games.
0: Hooray! <laughs> oh
2: my God! For real, Huzzah. man. I, I say it nonchalantly, but it was—it was just an incredible
0: moment. I in can my only life. imagine. So- something you created was under like lock and key of someone else for a long time. It must have felt like, and now it's yours again basically. Yes. It must be insanely liberating.
2: It sure is. And, and I mean, my brain is just on fire with things that I want to do with the game and I want to get it out there in front of lots of people and see what they say, you know, because one thing you said was that you can play a game of approaching infinity in like three minutes until you die, but you can also do the 40 to hundred an hour, hundred hours thing. I mean, you can go, that's kind of part of the game is you can just go forever if you want to. And there's there's so much line, more stuff.
0: If you survive sure <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know, turn the difficulty down.
3: You can do it. That's fair.
4: <laughs> I'd so say it you, depends
3: on how much you pay it forward from previous runs, too. That
0: that definitely has a factor. Absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah, I love the pay it forward feature. So July 1st comes, you get your game back and you announce it's coming to steam which is just amazing um because i've been telling people I'm, I'm, i must say i've been t- trying to tell people about this game for ages and they're like they look at they would look at the price tag on shrapnel and be like yeah and and shrapnel didn't really help with uh the tiny little demo button on their page like here's a demo hey here's a little demo, uh, so it's like the, you guys suck. So um, I said it. <laughs> um, so yeah, just being able to come to Steam must be just a whole new world, really. And the Steam version you're working on that you sent us is so much more robust, even than the original. In agree, in- indeed, it's uh, it's amazing how much things
3: have changed since. Yeah. Since the version that I played, awesome, just awesome. a few years ago. But yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm really glad to hear that because it certainly feels like that to me. You know, it's a uh, it's a whole different game. When I see the old game, I'm just like, oh, that's cute, <laughs> you know, compared to the new one because it, it's just this little box on your desktop. It's like Windows XP looking thing. Yeah. and the new one just full screen, and David's got the pretty new UI thing going and.
0: I have to say the got new UI more, UIs, more lot, information. Yeah, I'd have to say the new UI is way better. Like that that grid of buttons in the original was like, whoa. Uh, I have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> but, I also uh, noticed a little uh, a little nod to uh
3: the away team in Surtrek.
2: Yeah. Like how they look. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
3: if you, you know what I'm talking about, and- you'll see it. Oh yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Good. So, did you start like? Did you like once you found that that you were getting this back? Did the ideas start coming back to you? Did like like oh, I can do this now, and I can improve this, and like how did how did that get the gears in your brain going again? Uh, once you knew you got it back under your own uh, your own house, as it were.
2: Well, it, it took about a week for me to just sort of get over the the fear and paranoia of what is this really gonna cost me or is it gonna come around and bite me and you know but but then you know I started well it took about a week for me to migrate it to a newer uh newer version of the language I use and that was <laughs> there was a lot of there was there was some swearing in there.
1: But so what, what exotic uh, language done. is this written in?
2: It's written in uh, something called App Game Kit. Oh, okay, it, it's uh, it's kind of like a basic language, which mm-hmm. is nice, but it, it compiles to uh, bytecode that you can get a player for lots of different systems. Like I could put it on other, you know, I could. There used to be a Mac version. Uh, I'm sorry if you're out there waiting for a Mac version. There's not going to be one.
0: Oh,
1: so is it is it a currently maintained? language like you know if somebody yes. wanted to get into that and they so they could dive in it's a decent point of entry because because we've had people on before that um i i forget what he was using and he actually like he hit the wall in the game creator where it was just like i can't add more to my game because i've hit the limits of of how many objects think, this thing was, can have or whatever
0: was it was a game studio was it that one I think it might yeah be it was that one, one, one of them
1: yeah, because he, yeah, he, he got like way far into the game and then like, oh no, I'm out of allocatable handles. I'm dead. Now I gotta <laughs> switch engines. No, App Game Kit uh,
2: for what it is is quite robust. Um, it's I mean, it doesn't have the same kind of I don't know, features as Unity does, but personally I think it's a whole lot easier to use. Um and it can do a lot of things and I mean it's not and it's not like one of those languages that that doesn't even exist anymore. I forget what Dungeon Man's is written in, but it's like the the xbox language,
0: and that oh, they stopped
2: right. you no know, they stopped uh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, and that, they man, stopped updating I loved,
2: that like years ago.
1: I love Jim's game, too, man. I was playing it last night, in fact, <laughs> Dungeon Man's just never gets
0: it's a great game,, yeah. no question. No well,
1: I watched because uh, he used to stream, right? He'd be like on Twitch, and when he was coding, and then I I saw like how he was actually like building spell effects and doing his.
0: Uh,
1: I watched him do that. Phone blowing up, yeah. So it was really cool to just like sit there and interact with him while he's like trying to puzzle out, you know, how how he wants to make something work, and and it was uh it was basically like. Um, almost like just flat C sharp scripting that he was doing for spell effects, and they were all like individual text files that it would. Like. But yeah, kind of cool. Left a lot of modability in there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, how did you get on the on the rogue train? You know, I mean, this obviously isn't your first rogue.
2: No, um, in 2006, I made a roguelike called random realms. It was a, it was a sword and sorcery kind of one, all ASCII, um, written in a language that absolutely is dead now. Um, and there's, there's this guy that always comes to me on whatever, whatever board I get on. And he's like, will you please redo Random Realms? And I'm like, no, man, I just can't. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um I got into roguelikes. I mean, back in the early 2000s, I guess. And I was, I don't even remember why exactly, but I've always been really into game systems. Like I used to just read the Dungeons and Dragons, you know, Dungeon Master manuals, all the... I just love systems. I love random numbers. I love the way things work
1: in games. Yeah, and we that's always sometime. just kind of percolated. We'll have to have like yeah? extended discussion about. Yeah, I, I I wrote an RPG. It was a sci-fi RPG back in the day. It never really saw publication, but it it got uh, I don't know seventy percent done. You know, the, the mechanics were there and man, I, I struggled uh-huh. over the mechanics for years. Um, but then it was just like, okay, now I just got to flesh out the universe and be done. And then it was, it was kind of like I moved on to other stuff, but yeah, but the, but the whole fascination with like, okay, let's sit down and make charts about like what my dice percentages are and, and what all my modifiers are yes. to be and how much <laughs> does this actually screw over players? And I, I had the game at one point. It was like a meat grinder. It was like, hey, this is real life. You really don't want to get shot, <laughs> you know. But that wasn't too much fun.
0: Oh, apparently there's a thing. Thank you, AC Wraith, called FNA. That is like a reimplementation of XNA. Yeah, uh, that
2: was it. XNA. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I forgot that too. But uh, the people in our chat are really. Uh, really knowledgeable about such things. And so, like, and I forgot the name, too. And then AC Wraith comes on, you know. Apparently, there's an updated version made by a fan called FNA that a lot of developers have used to port their XNA games over. Um, wow, cool. So that's good to hear. Uh, the internet will provide. That's one thing we've learned. guess
1: uh. so. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, the other thing that I've learned is if you think you thought of it first, and uh, now the internet's.
0: Gone. No, you didn't. You didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Someone thought of it three hundred years before you did. Uh, yeah, Google for disappointment.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many times Jim has tried to be like, "Man, wouldn't it be cool if?" And then he goes to Google and he's like, "Son of a bitch, <laughs>
1: dude." Okay, case in point, the game that came out today. What was it? It was like a month ago, and we're oh yeah, grounded chat, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, dude, they need to make a game. It's like arc Survival. Right, but instead but like, of dinosaurs, it's it should like, be bugs. It's and like, honey, like, I
4: shrunk, shrunk the kids, and you're like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like literally a week later, this game called Grounded is announced, and he's like, I, that was my idea. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> damn it. Well, then yeah. again, EDF
3: has existed for years, so there's that.
1: Well, yeah, there's EDF, uh, but this this is a different level. Uh, I yeah, thing. I know. But, but it's <laughs> okay. So the idea is basically like, hey, let me, let me have like a survival crafting game, except in the backyard with familiar objects. And instead of monsters, there's bugs. Right. And then like, how much? Cause I, I like the idea of games where you can teach kids stuff. You know, it's like, hey, guess what? You're playing a game. I'm going to trick you. You might learn something. Right. And, and it's like, well, how much, how much like, uh, like chemistry and, like physics and like insect, you know, kids love bugs, right? It's like, well, you can learn all about like the lifestyle, you know, the lifestyle of ants and how they do aphids and, you know, and all this sciencey real stuff, right? You know, it's like being out with a magnifying glass, you know, looking at stuff in the yard, except you're running scared because it's trying to eat you. And, (laughs) you know, and, and then this game came out and it was just like, you know, like the vision. And I was just like, Oh shit. <laughs> I'm glad you did it. Cause I can't, but I, I wish I could have, but you know, um, but it's even, even having played it today, I'm just like, ah, yeah, this needs to be like a D 20 RPG. This needs to get expanded mm. upon. Mm. <laughs> like big time. And the and miniatures would be really easy to come by. It's like, what do you got laying around the house? <laughs> it is actually to scale. Crazy. Yeah, I can construct a a castle in a big uh, sippy juice box that's in the backyard. Hmm. This game's lit, dude. I'll just don't turn the spiders. So, what on. game is this? Uh, it's called Grounded. Grounded. Yeah, oh it just yeah, came
4: out. It's on- I um, you guys better be thankful the microphone was fucking muted. Sorry, pardon my French, but like, I I'm sitting here playing this while we're having this discussion because I'm trying this out. It goes nighttime, and a damn wolf spider shows up. And it's gigantic.
1: Oh yeah. And I freak
4: joke. out. I freak out. I'm like, oh, it's a good thing we can turn those off for Brian, or else he'd never play this.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I am very glad to hear that because <laughs> look, usually
4: the usually those usually these things don't scare me, dude. This this frightened me. I I, I literally jumped. I was I, my heart started beating pretty frantically. And I and I love playing alien
1: isolation, so it's like You yeah. know, you know, this game, this setting would make a lit roguelike. Imagine. Because it's it's like crafting and resource gathering and, and you're running around in a backyard, right? And you'd have different biomes, like you'd have the sandbox or whatever, like that uh, HyperCharge Unboxed, which we still need to play together. Okay. Um, that's that, yeah, that's and Thursday, that, that's yeah. what that's what had me like thinking about like, what else could you do with, cause that thing it's like, it's like toy soldiers, right? You're, you're like a little, you're a toy, you know, that's escaped out of the, the toy box and you're like shooting all the other toys that are attacking you and uh tower defensey. And it was just like, this is amazing. We're like running around in the backyard. Ah, I wish this was an RPG. I wish it was something, you know, like I need more of this in my life, but yeah, a roguelike would be pretty hot though. Because, well, you know, m- monsters are easy—ants, spiders, caterpillars, bugs,
2: eh, right? Eh. Birds,
1: yeah. <laughs> Talk I mean, about and, like,
2: and then it's not just
1: another sword and sorcery one. Yeah, which, that's great. And the yeah. and the dragon could actually be the neighbor's cat, which is I highly there. You
0: go. I have to say, uh, Bob, that's one reason I'm so happy your game is finally coming to Steam. Because there are so many fantasy roguelikes and i love roguelikes i love fantasy roguelikes don't get me wrong but like when you think of um when you think of uh sci-fi roguelikes there aren't a ton i mean yes you could mention ftl but i mean and but that's kind of its own thing even now like there are a lot of ftl likes <laughs> it's like jesus so um to have even kind of more traditional base sci-fi roguelike is really nice um well what are some of the big changes you've made from the original to this new version
2: okay well i mean we've already talked about how it looks and that is a pretty big deal um but this being uh this being a roguelike and a uh, a game where procedural generation of environments is a big deal. You know, you, you go to a different kind of planet, you expect to see, you know, different stuff there to be made of different terrain. So I've, I've added lots of new different kinds of planet generators and cave generators, different sort of themes and looks and feels. You'll find things that you didn't, you weren't able to find before. Um, That's something, that's something I really love to sort of You know, one of the things I did was I I wanted to make something that looked like a a giant crater, like not just a bunch of little craters, but one giant crater, you know, and I I sort of thought, well, okay, how would that look and how would I translate that into, you know, uh, this tile based environment where everything's like water or dirt or mountains or whatever, you know, and then you sort of figure out how to do that with math and randomize it. And I really like that. So I, I do a lot of that. I do a lot of new kinds of maps because, um, you know, the game is so much about exploration. It's just about, you know, finding something new.
0: And I have to say, I love how mm. the game rewards you for the exploration because you gather data and then you sell that data for cold, hard cash, which is really, really nice. Um, now and then the you get original- to
2: keep living for another yes.
0: For another few rounds, at least. Um, I did notice that, I don't think the original did this, but correct me if I'm wrong, when you buy a new piece of equipment that's better than your existing equipment for your ship, it auto-installs it now. It uh, I don't recall doing that before. Am I wrong? Or-
2: well, auto-install is a setting. You can either you can turn it oh. off or turn it on because some people complain, I bought this thing and it didn't go in. I'm like, well, you got to install it. So people complain about that. I say, okay, we switch it and people complain about that. So I made it into a setting. Maybe I changed the default. <laughs> you know, I mean, but, I like uh, it.
0: I just wasn't, I was, I was thrown by it at first because I bought it like a new engine and then I went to install it. I was like, wait, the engine I have is worse than, Oh, it's already installed. <laughs> oh
2: yeah. Cause some people, you know, sort of later in the game will, uh, just buy equipment so they can uh, salvage it in the crafting menu and you gain crafting parts and you can level up your base crafting skills so you can make better stuff. And so some people didn't want the stuff installed. So like it totally makes sense. They just want to tear it apart and, you know, level up that part of the game. So now that's, and, and so you ask me, what have I changed? And in a lot of ways I have limited what the player can do <laughs> and we'll see if this is a good choice or not because we're going into early access. And that means that, you know, the, this, the community is definitely going to have a say in how the game turns out. So if, if a lot of the choices that I've just made are wrong, well, guys, we'll put it back.
0: I have to but say, I, for instance,
2: <laughs> well, go ahead, man, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, I appreciate that you're going into early access. Some people are like, wait, this game came out years ago. Why is it going into early access? Because this is the Steam version and it's shiny. That's right. I want to
2: make it
1: 2.0 the
2: big ah, deal. Yes. You have uh,
1: workshop support and mods and <laughs> all the crazy.
2: I'm going to look, honestly, I'm going to look into workshop because there is a, a shipwreck editor. That people can download, um, but I want to try to incorporate that directly into the game, and and so people you can just click on it from the main menu. It's not a you know it's not a separate thing you have to mess with. And either I'll go to you know my own website database, or else I'll see if I can incorporate Steamworks. But yeah, I want to get I want to get as much integration as I can. I want to put stuff in the hands of people and see what they come up with.
0: Yeah, because imagine like running onto uh, I, I cliche as hell, but imagine running onto the wreck of the Enterprise. Like how hilarious would that be? You
1: know? Oh, nobody, right. would ever, nobody would ever put Star Trek stuff in
4: the game. No. There's so much Star Trek
1: stuff in there.
4: It, I'm sorry. The so Every much stuff, Star Trek.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jim, it's the opposite. Every game has to have a Star Trek something <laughs> It's a game with spaceships. Someone will try and put Star Trek in there. Now that that's necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> no, I
1: just, I keep waiting on the Star Wars and Star Trek mod for the Battlestar Galactica turn-based. It'll probably never happen. Mock.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If I, I want will. that I
1: to be that X-Wing tabletop game so bad, but it's not.
0: <laughs> probably as close as you're going to get to it um, on the computer, really. I don't I don't know of anything closer than that,
1: yeah. Um, but thank God somebody's making Auto Fire. Finally, a Car Wars roguelike. like I've only waited fifty years for that. I,
0: I am excited about that one too. I'm Car
2: excited. Wars. Yeah, remember old Steve Jackson Car
1: Wars? Yeah, man, uh, Uncle Albert's Auto Stop and gunnery <laughs> Shop. Yeah, yeah, straight up, it's a, it's a it's a like of that game. Basically, in, oh, wow. in spirit, not right.
3: Um, On that note, I would be very happy if someone ever made a digital version of Battle Cattle. So, if you don't know battle, what that is, Battle
0: Cattle, I don't know
3: about Battle Cattle. cattle. Is- battle Cattle is a is a game that was inspired by and is incorporated with the card game version of Car Wars. So you can actually have cows with rocket launchers and and <laughs> Gatling guns and all sorts of other fun stuff mounted onto them, battling against cars. <laughs> it's it's it, as silly as it sounds, but it's also published by SJ Games, so that's, that's
0: why they were able to do it. Now, one thing with approaching infinity that I have barely touched because I've only the furthest I've gotten, I think, is the Sector Eight. Nine, maybe, before something kills all my crew and I die. Um, Procedural crafting. Let's talk about that. How does that work in Approaching Infinity?
2: Well, every time you start a new game, all the crafting recipes, they get scrambled. You know, you can't just say, okay, I need these three things to build this. You don't know until you find the recipe for how to make some, yeah, like the recipe for a laser gun. Sorry, I don't have a better word. The schematic, there you go. Um, But,
1: so you have to find the schematic. Does it actually tell you 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 what the components are, or do you have to like waste components trying to put things together and see what you can
2: Well, you can find, you know, let's say you find a, a shield for your ship. If you disassemble it, then you will you will get the schematic and you'll know how to build one. Then you just need oh, to get okay. the parts and you can build that. Um, gotcha. So so you just basically have to find one and take it apart. But there's also a laboratory where you can mix a bunch of parts together, you know, press the uh, test button and it will take away some of the parts you have, but it'll say, okay, this is close to a recipe for something. Keep trying and you put new things in there and eventually you can discover how to build things just by messing around.
0: That's, insane. That's pretty cool. Did
1: you did you ever play the MMO Asheron's Call? No. Okay. So no, imagine I've, I've
2: stayed away from MMOs all my life. Because okay. Well, I have
1: to live my life. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. And I know, okay. I know how I am. I know how they, I am. They
1: have a certain uh, traction. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. So the, Smart. The the thing in Asheron's Call that was the coolest thing in the game in my opinion was the magic system because it was different for every player so i could not tell you what the recipe for a spell was you had to experiment so that means you get your alchemy lab and you just blow yourself up trying to (laughs) trying to research right and it costs materials you know so so and it, it was like you know there's like 30 different flavors of of candle that you could try and combine that with like all the plants in the game and all the you know the metal things and you know so you so you wow. like powders and then the plant stuff and then you like extract dyes and then you combine that with a candle and these four things together uh fizzle it didn't do a damn thing. All right, well let's swip, swap another thing out and then and so I ended up I had like a notebook you know, and it's basically like you have like a spreadsheet going like, OK, here's all the things I've tried. And uh, sometimes you would you would have critical failures that would actually blow you up, destroy you. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty neat. That, that was the coolest thing in the game.
2: That sounds really awesome. And it is similar to uh, to what I did there. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's I'm cool not going to I'm not going to blow up just trying to craft like at least there's that. Um, I try to kill players in lots of ways. Not that one. Maybe that's a good
1: idea. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want I like like to explode. kill them in fun ways.
0: I do appreciate critical it failure
1: at crafting.
0: I do appreciate there are so many fun ways to die. Like, I think my stupidest death was the first time I found a cave. Like, oh, let's go down and check this cave. What's oxygen? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, folks. If you don't know, the game has planets you can land on, and some planets have caves that also have multiple underground levels. Um, You better be sure you have plenty of oxygen when you go down there.
3: (laughs) And honestly, you just have to run back to the shuttle every now and then in order to refill, at least until you have a better suit that can hold more oxygen in it, and you don't have to run back as as much. So Uh, you kind
1: of run lap first, huh? Kind of. And there are
3: also ways to refill oxygen when you're in the caves, but those are kind of few and far between. You can't really rely on them necessarily. Yeah. You just have to explore as much as you can and try to manage your resources as best you can when you're doing that. But exploration
0: the in the caves is really lucrative.
3: If, you're, oh God. if you know what yeah. you're doing.
0: It's so lucrative. And I have to appreciate that you have an auto explorer. Um, function in this game Even though it has led to several deaths <laughs> So I never yeah, use it <laughs> I never A use lot it. of
2: roguelikes A lot of roguelikes feel like You know you can just use the auto explore All the time and that kind of takes The fun out of it I put that in there Sort of as a challenge to myself can I write one But also you know just because A lot of roguelikes have them But it's really probably not the best thing You actually have to play this game You can't just let the computer play it for you. You have to make, you have to make intelligent decisions yourself. Um, but hey, man, don't take your captain into the cave and you won't die, okay? Let the red shirts do it.
0: <laughs> One thing I did notice, I think, I think this is a new thing. Uh, when, you're, when you're in an away team, you have two outlines now. The blue outline is, I'm guessing, your visibility, and the, uh, the red outline is your weapon range.
2: Which yeah, it, that's right. Yeah,
0: which makes it very easy to plot your next move, like even easier than the. Uh, not that the game is easy, but it makes it easy to plot your next step, uh, which is really nice. more user friendly. Well, yeah, exactly. That's that's
2: one of that's one of sort of my my core design concepts is giving the player as much information as possible. Yeah, I, I really hate it when I don't know what's going on in a game. You know, and so I really want to help you out as far as, you know, just just knowing, you know, uh, can I shoot that thing? Is that thing actually trying to hurt me at all anyway? Um, And, and, you know, putting your inventory on the screen at the same time. You don't have to click a button and go to a menu just to see what you're carrying or anything. Um, I like to have that as much information as possible.
0: Yeah, that that is one thing I really like about this new version is that now with this uh, split-pane interface you have, you have pretty much just about everything right up front that you need. Um, You know, your inventory, what you have in your cargo, like how much space you have left to carry stuff. You know, you have your log about what's happening to your your way team, you know. Uh, It's really, really great. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: more information does lead to... Presumably more informed decisions. And of course, if you don't use the information at hand, it's kind of your
0: fault. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I've never gotten mad at the game for dying because every time I know it's my fault. <laughs> so I've never gotten That's mad. That's the thing,
1: like games where, you know, it's like, oh, I, I, I tried to input something, the GUI misinterpreted what I wanted. It's a turn-based game and there's no undo damn. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, BattleTech. I'm looking at you. <laughs> so it's not, it's not super terrible about it, but boy, it has done me a couple of times.
0: That's what saves coming is for. Yeah. I, I do have a random question. Where did the idea of petting bunnies to generate health come from? <laughs>
2: my little girl, my daughter, Maggie was sitting on my lap and uh, she said, you know, why don't we put bunnies in the game? <laughs> and I and I said okay. And I and pet I put a bunny in there. And then later we talked about it. And she's like, "Well, it should you shouldn't kill the bunnies." You, so we decided that in when you move into a bunny, normally it would be a, a melee attack against you know you move into a monster, you attack it. Well, when it's a bunny, you pet it, and it heals you a little bit because it should have a nice. A nice reaction. And now she's older and she suggested quests involving protecting the bunnies from monsters. Uh, that's in oh, there great. yet. But
0: <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. But actually,
2: okay, you asked me. One of the things that I recently changed was predatory animals now will eat bunnies. Son of a biscuit. Because they're like what? the ultimate prey. Let them huh. let them get eaten. They explode in in a little
1: explosion
0: of oh, blood. I have to I have to, call, I have to kill them all now. I usually just avoid them, but now I'm gonna kill them all. I'm gonna kill them all. Uh, uh, I did. Can you can accidentally
1: level up because huh? oh, you? Raptors, you've met the big bad bunny? No, I'm I'm just wondering, like Wait. you know, it, like if I could keep bunnies as pets, maybe I get like a swarm of bunnies. Which are all like little one-hit things, <laughs> but then I can train up. So there's another Asheron's Call story. You're like right? you're like Squirrel so they,
0: Girl. You're like uh, that. Yeah, it's character exactly school. like that. I like squirrels.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, which is the dumbest Marvel character ever? But by but God, so great! That, well, when the the Marvel Diablo game? You know that action RPG that was oh. out for a while. When that came out. That was the only money I ever spent on that game was I bought Squirrel Girl because <laughs> how could you not, right? But anyway, uh. in Asheron, we discovered that all the monsters in the world actually gain experience as they fight. And if you fight a monster long enough, uh, it, it'll level up like it and you know, let's say there's like a boss and a bunch of characters go there and they just keep getting creamed. The boss keeps getting tougher because he's getting XP for killing all these players. Right. And and then we came up with this idea. Well, there's those like level one rabbits that that's the newbie monster, right? Like go out and, and whack rats or whatever. And they're, you know, because that's the only thing you can kill with your wooden sword. Well, they had bunny rabbits in the one starter place. And, uh, so we went out and I got some really heavy armor on. And, and like, if you punched a rabbit, you had to do it like open hand, like slap it instead of a the weapon would do, you know, enough hit points, it would kill it. There was no way. But if you, if you punch a rabbit, there was like a one in 20 chance that it wouldn't die. Right. So you would have a, you would have a rabbit that was very pissed off and biting. And the more the rabbit bit you, the more the rabbit would level up. And I'm wearing like plate mail armor, right? You know, because I was a high level character. And I've I've got like armor that this little level zero bunny can't touch. But I could stand there all day with a pack of like 20 bunnies that are nipping at my ankles. And the bunnies would eventually level up to the point where they start actually getting through that armor. And then I'm in the newbie zone. Yeah, just walk away, (laughs) leave the Uh, rabbit. uh, And then a new player comes out and he's like, punch a rabbit dead. (laughs) Like a, then you have a
3: night of the
1: Yes. But there'd be like 20 of them out there and, and they would pack hunt the new players. And it was freaking hilarious. That was the, we made our own fun in that game.
2: Wow, that's definitely some emergent behavior that I would like to incorporate. Not specifically rabbits, but you know those those things where <laughs> where unexpected things happen in the world because of the game rules. You know, that's... Yeah. <laughs> getting lot, killed by players. leveled up bunnies. That's,
1: yeah, allow players to just do dumb stuff and amazing magic will come from it.
0: Well, this game yeah. definitely allows you to do dumb stuff. Uh, <laughs> there's... <laughs> There's no Man, do you out.
2: guys want to you guys want to give me some advice on what I could uh Oof. what I should sort of dial back?
0: No. No, don't dial anything back. Nothing. No. <laughs> no. No, this game okay. is this game, all right, all right. This, this game nope, is the dumber gem. the better. This game is a gem and I I I've been telling people about it for ages and uh, I am again so happy that it's not going to be at a price point where people will actually buy it, and especially on Steam cuz Come on, who? What normal gamer buys stuff on on Shrapnel? Come on, I mean, you've got to be the nichiest of the niche <laughs> to want to buy something. I, on shrapnel.
1: I'm going to hazard a uh, guess that probably 99 percent of the people that are on Steam have never heard of Shrapnel, and that's the problem.
0: I wouldn't be so surprised. it will be like the what? Surprised.
1: Yeah, because it's it's such a it's such a weird like I don't know. It's it's like a hipster outlet for they're games. stuck in it's time.
0: Like, they're stuck in time. They're stuck in 2004, basically. Well, yeah. to
3: be to be fair, Brian is the one who told me about this game way back when. And that's the reason why I bought it back in 2015. In January 2015, in fact. Yay. I stole the receipt in my email. <laughs> so, so to, to be fair, there were some people who had heard about it from Brian back then and bought it. And I was one of them. There just weren't enough of us, I think.
0: No. Yeah. How,
2: how could there be yeah, a Well, good price hey, for it? <laughs> gotta gotta reach the people now.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean what are you basically you yourself gonna sell for what, 10 bucks on Steam? The, uh, the first 15? well
2: the first the first week it's gonna be at 10 bucks.
0: Oh, okay. and then it's gonna
2: go the whole way up to eleven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then eventually when it gets out of early access, it'll go up to the price that I had always planned, which is $15.
0: Which is um, back to what and, we and paid. And I think that's, that's pretty right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a and I think I mean, that's pretty darn reasonable. I honestly think it was worth $40. There's so much to do and so much content. The problem is, you know, people expect a certain type of game for $40 and And then they see not that your game isn't worth forty dollars, but like there's an expectation of something i don't I don't know what at forty dollars,
2: oh yeah, man, I mean, you drop forty bucks you want you want an xbox game, you want
0: something yeah I, yeah
2: i understand and and i I feel the same way yeah. as a as a player I do exactly, so like you know you can say on one hand that something is worth something and and a certain amount, and maybe that's true. But people still aren't actually going to go for it. I think it's going to be much more much, much easier to just say, "Wow, hey, this looks pretty cool and I, I can I can afford this." so anyway, it's not about the money it's about what you can do, and you can do a whole lot in approaching infinity
0: oh, so man. What, what else
1: have you worked on like have you done other games like in parallel with this where, like you took a break from one thing, worked on another? Or like what what's next? Well there after was this?
4: Well,
2: there was Curse of Yendor, um the roguelike. I think we talked about that a little bit. Um I did right after right after I did approaching infinity, I did this really weird sort of growing plants game called uh Xenobloom. And like it's based on it's based on Conway's game of life. To make make plants grow and you evolve things in in this weird alien ecosystem, and it's barely even a game. It's just kind of a thing you mess with, like a digital toy. Um, I did some uh, I did some mobile games. None of them ever got very big. Um, Approaching infinity is really all I ever wanted to work on. Once I made it, and uh, and now I don't. I'm not thinking about what's next.
0: I'm
1: thinking about what's now. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I was That's just I was just looking book, at like box, you know, how right how there. far you are along with this, you know, and it, and it's just wondering, you know, it's it's like okay, this is here and and you maintain it, but I didn't know if you were kind of like if it's kind of where you want it to be or like for the you know as as long as people continue to buy it, you'll continue to like add to it.
2: That's the one right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I sort of said in my, uh, description of early access, I said, approaching infinity is already a complete game, but I am treating it as sort of the framework to build a much you know larger and deeper experience. I want to put, I have two more alien races. I really want to get into the game. Um, and, and just lots of different kinds of interactions and, I just want to. I want to make this thing as intricate as I can.
0: There are people in the the Twitch chat already yelling, "Take my money!" Yep, <laughs> as they should. I I will. Thank because you. Because...
3: <laughs> it is worth your money. I I will no tell modesty. you that now.
0: No false modesty. You know what you yeah. should.
1: Do? What you should do for early access is is just be like, okay. On on the day it comes out, it's fifty dollars, and then it no. goes down a dollar every day. No, so no. let's see when you. Not with my history. Not with my history, yeah, man. No, no. No.
0: <laughs> no, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I, how, I don't
1: even think the team would if, allow that to happen. How about how about if you pay a dollar more than I ask, then it goes down a dollar for the next guy, or you can save a dollar, but then it costs the next guy a dollar more. You could make like a terrible social game.
2: That no sounds like a whole
1: platform.
2: Like no one, you're like the new humble.
1: Yeah. Oh
0: God. You just
1: invented that. It'll to be like, it. It. it'll be like pay it forward or screw the next guy. <laughs> 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 Whatever the game show uh, is.
0: I had that happen. Oh, sorry. No. I,
1: I had that happen. Like I pulled up in, I was in line at like McDonald's or something. Right. And I get up to the drive through and, And the lady and I'm like, you know, what do I owe you? And she's like, Well, the person in front of you paid for you. What? And I was like, Really? Okay. That's great. What did the guy behind me have? (laughs) Right? And she's like, Oh, well, he had this, you know, and it was like a couple bucks more than what I ordered. But I was like, Ah, the hell with it, you know? Yeah, I'll get his too. And she's like, You know, it's the weirdest thing. This started two hours ago, and everybody's done it. We haven't nobody's broke the chain of this yet. Like everybody has bought through the guy behind oh, them. And I'm really like, great. oh, wow. I'm glad I wasn't the asshole then. <laughs> 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 that's amazing. That really happened. Yep. Totally happened.
0: Wow. That is great. So I was going to say Wandering Jin in the Twitch chat uh, has an interesting question uh, Is there a full campaign? And that's kind of not how this game works. I mean, your question was already kind of answered, but it's it's a really open game. There are quests you can get. Um,
2: well, honestly, can I say there's there's twelve there's twelve campaigns. Wait, what? I mean it, <laughs> the the quests. The way that you win the game is related to uh, what what alien races you befriend. Um, and each one of them has uh, a, a long quest line that explains their story, and you know sends you on missions, just like any other game quest. You know how quests work, but eventually, uh, eight of those alien races can lead you to a game-ending victory. So, like, there's there's eight different ways that the story can play out um and they're very different ways it's not like it's not like you know did you win the battle a little bit or a whole lot it's like did you win the battle or did you uh get you know ascend to godhood or did you just buy a planet and retire i mean it's all it's all these different things that can happen
0: holy crap i had no idea i've never gotten that far
2: i should definitely make it easier yeah Sorry.
0: No! No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. No, it, not. it's got to be earned. Yeah, it's got to be earned. Do not make it easier. Dude, don't you dare. <laughs> yeah, Ponikin says he I'm ends not. up pissing off one of the races and they end up hunting him down. <laughs> so well, that you, start
1: game, you start the game as a stable boy and you end up with a Death Star <laughs> and then you're the Emperor of the Galaxy. So what are but, some you know there's of, no scope.
0: What are some of the endings then? Like you said, Ascend to Godhood or Buy a Planet. What are a couple of the other ones?
2: Well, um, there's definitely one I do not want to give away. Okay. I think it's a really, really great joke.
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> so I mean Well you make that else? the well, DLC because the- you don't want to give it away. It's- yeah <laughs>
2: well there's actually four races uh that don't give you endings their their quests just kind of go in loops but uh hmm so godhood by a planet well you can join the resistance and get revenge against the people who decimated humanity that's the Ooh. like combat ending.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Damn. <laughs> there what is else? so much what more else? in this game that I didn't even, that I haven't thought. <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: You, you can unite all the races except one into a galactic coalition. But There's sort of a dark side to that one too. Um, there's an awful lot of stuff in this game. That's why I, that's why I made permadeath, you know, selectable is because if you just want to you just want to play it like an RPG, you just want to sort of follow a story or go out there and do things, you can. You can still get yourself into a really bad place where if you reload your game you're just going to die again, but you can turn off the permadeath and and explore the universe.
0: Yeah, and I really like how that's an option. Uh, just if you want a more casual, well, casual, casual uh, for a rogue like anyway. Yeah, ca- uh, rogue like casual, <laughs> <laughs> <For laughs> rogue like casual experience. Uh, you can turn off permadeath, which is a really nice feature, but then that turns off things like paying it forward and achievements and whatnot. So, um, true. So yeah, there's a there's a reason to keep it on. Uh, No matter how attached to your ship and your crew you might get. Uh, So there are four starting ships. I've never seen more. Are there unlockable ships you can get later? Uh, Is it always those starting? Yeah. So
2: you have to, yeah, I'm sorry. You have to get through to certain points in each race's quest line and they will award you a ship and then you can start the game with that ship. And then you'll also find that ship at the, at the shipyard randomly. So uh, yeah, they're all unlockable um, There's a new There's a new ship I put in Just recently called the Scrap Hound Which has lots of crap, crafting bonuses You unlock that By getting one of the crafting achievements Anybody can do that um, If you ever find a cloaking device it, as If you cloak your ship one time You unlock this uh, Ship, I forget what it's called But it's like, it starts with a cloaking device And it's really fast and small And Um, if you equip three weapons and six devices, you unlock the cruiser, which is a big, heavy battleship starting game, you know, kick everything's ass right away. Um, yeah, there's lots of ships you can unlock. I made some of the character classes unlockable too, um, which means they start out locked.
0: Oh. Uh, Ponicus wants to know how many ships there are in the game that you can eventually unlock.
2: 20 right now. There are 20. Wow. well, I'm sorry. 20 total. So that'd be like 16. You can unlock.
0: Right. 20. Sh- wow. That's more incentive to play y'all. Cause you know, we all want those ships. <laughs> <laughs> we all love unlocking those ships. <laughs> so, um, uh, what is, I guess, cause I, I'm just thinking about if I were in your shoes and my, my question when I think about that is what's the thing that makes you the most nervous about bringing it to steam? Nervous. Well, yeah.
2: I mean, honestly, uh, nobody buys it. I mean, isn't that what everybody doesn't want (laughs) what everybody's nervous about. I mean, um, because I I want people to play it because I, I, uh, I want to keep working on it and eventually I would have to quit working on it. if Nobody cares about it. So, I mean, and, and I am just not a self-promoting person and that's what I need to be to do this. You know, I just, honest to God, I just like to, make new systems. I like to code. <laughs> God. It's so, so uh,
0: I, I'm with you. Like, like I wish I, I was needed, at I just needed to
2: reach more people.
0: Yeah, no, I wish I was better at self promoting, but I am terrible at it.
2: You I just, mean, you just love what you do and you want to do it and you don't yeah. really want to have to, mess around with anything else
0: yeah i don't I, want to yell it totally people get and that go, hey look at my stuff please please i don't want to i don't want to bother people yeah it's me. it's
1: a it's a rare thing to find a guy that's a marketing guy and an artist all right so it's like those oh, sure. those people for are blessed sure. unicorns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean it takes a level of extrovertness i think to really be able to market yourself um and I am not <laughs> at all. Um, not if nothing either. else, this podcast will have shipped
3: several copies.
0: Yeah, hope yeah. Th- that's the hope. That's the hope that uh, there's already people in the chat saying that they wish it was out today. And <laughs> and uh Cool.
2: Well, I mean, you know, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. I love I, I love talking about it, writing about it, actually doing it. Um So that's great. And I mean, but, but as far as, you know, you said fears or, or whatever, I mean, I'm pretty sure that I can handle any of the the technical requirements that are, you know, that are needed to get this done. It's just about audience. And I mean, I don't know, man, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, (laughs) I'm tired of waiting. Let's get it. Let's get it on. So like I, I moved it up. I'm ready to go. So what, which day does it come out? It's now Wednesday. Like uh, just about a week from now,
0: August 5th. Yeah. August 5th. That's a week for tomorrow, which is also uh, my wedding anniversary. That's kind of funny. (laughs) Uh, Aponicus in our chat has said, this is one of the best Roguelikes ever.
3: And I would agree with
0: you. I would agree there. Especially if you like, um, classic uh space exploration games like like again Starflight, Star Control um if you like games like that there's basically this and what's that other one um Cogmind No 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 there's another um, star, very Starflighty like roguelike
1: um, Sorry I thought you meant like the best roguelikes ever No and no that, that is a very good roguelike mine. I, uh,
0: but there's another there's if, another if this star-
1: game just Cogmind it just have a little robot baby that
0: would be <laughs> oh, Strange Universe, I believe it's what it's called, right? There's the there's like three Strange Universe games, and they're basically like beat for beat Starflight as a roguelike. Um so those are also great. Um yes, we've played Caves of Cud. That game is crap. Yeah,
2: I was gonna say that. crap. That game is amazing. I'm not sure what you mean by that okay
0: it's-, <laughs> it's it's amazing and it's insane it's one of the most insane games i've ever played
1: yeah i was like a psychic mole man with eye <laughs> stalks or some yeah.
0: shit and it was yeah. like- <laughs> wandering and says he Starfleet armada rogue adventures oh that's There's a good that one. one that's another good one yeah that's another very good one yes that's an excellent that's an excellent pick um a lot of there are some there's a few good space roguelikes but there need to be more and so folks this is this is coming to steam next week uh as we record this it is what is today the 28th yeah so a week from tomorrow uh as we record this which is insanely exciting um yeah i cannot wait for folks to get their hands on this folks have folks have like probably need to be playing this for years, but barely to never and the graphics are so sort of charming that it doesn't like age so it or it's aged well I should say it doesn't like look old you know it's uh it and some isn't. of them have not updated too recently. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, it's, it, it's
1: like it's cute it's a little cartoony but it's not goofy right so and and it's not it's not like trying to be like gritty or whatever either so it's, it's- yeah
0: yeah it, it definitely has some a lot of color to it which is nice uh it doesn't it, it definitely has humor that's one of the greatest things about this game y'all is more space <laughs> games need humor i think so many space games are so serious and uh more we haven't space even game- touched on
3: the messages from backers <laughs> that you can find
0: Oh, you, oh, you mean the the ones on the planets when you, un, when you uncover the planet, yeah. when you explore the planet and there's a message in like the rocks, that spells out <laughs> something. Yeah, that's great. That's um, true. There's a lot we haven't covered. I don't think, I, I think we need another podcast to cover it because this game is huge. Y'all it's huge and you can play it forever. You can play it for five minutes or you can play it forever. Um, it's it's one of those games that's easy to jump in and out of, which is one thing I love about it. Like, I got 10 minutes to play something. Okay, I'll explore a planet in this game, and I feel like I accomplished something for the day, you know? Um, So it's great in bite-sized chunks, uh, like any good roguelike. Uh, so again, folks, the game is approaching infinity. It's going to be hitting Steam next week, August 5th, uh, for a early access starting price of $10. And uh, it's 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 early access because more is going to be added, more is going to be done to it. So, um, definitely check it out, y'all, because it's it's really an amazing game that more people need to play. <laughs> Ponticus says he's going to make it rain for you. <laughs> if Ponticus, if your generosity in my Twitch stream is is any indication. Uh, I don't doubt that for a second. Ponicus is one one of those people who'll come in, he'll get a subscription for himself and then gift five other subscriptions. Like just out of nowhere. So um Oh hey, hey,
2: Ponicus, all right, I recognize you now. Hey, hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's great.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's great. <laughs> It's a very small world. It's not as big a world as you think. Um so folks we're going to wrap it up here. Again, the game is approaching infinity. It uh hits Steam next week in early access, $10. Uh not sure what our podcast is going to be on next week. I have reached out to some people uh for potential guests and I've not gotten any confirmation on any of them yet. So, uh it's kind we of a problem right there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bob is going to be busy.
0: I think part two. Yeah. you you get, that's the night before release. Yeah. You're going to be, yeah, we wouldn't do that to you. Uh, <laughs> you're going <laughs> to yeah, be very busy. getting. Don't ready.
1: plan anything for 72 hours after you release. The <laughs>
0: uh, so don't forget to join us tomorrow at 6am for another stream. Uh, I forget what I'm streaming, but 6am tomorrow, Pacific time and uh, Thursday for our weekly uh, land party. We're going to be trying... Well, I'm going to be trying Hyperbox... What's it called? Hypercharge... Hypercharge Unboxed. Hypercharge Unboxed. It's a a first-person tower y game where you're an action figure. I've only played a little of it, but it's astounding. Uh, So that's what we're going to be playing. You can find all this on the calendar at SpaceGameJunkie.com. Keep an eye on that, and I'll also be announcing what the next guest is once we... we, finally confirm confirm them uh but thank you so much everyone for listening and for watching bob thank you so much for taking the time to uh, join us and uh tell us about uh more about approaching infinity uh i hope this gets more people excited about it and gets them to buy the damn thing because it's freaking great and deserves to be a million copies uh <laughs>
1: Yeah. And Hey, cyberpunk ain't coming out. So you got nothing else to do. You Yeah. So. Ha- yeah. This like is,
0: yeah, cyberpunk this is your cyberpunk
1: replacement.
0: <laughs> oh my God. All right. Uh, thanks for watching and listening. Everyone and again, a special thank you to those who support us on Patreon and Twitch. You guys are the best. And with that, we'll see you back here tomorrow at 6am Pacific. Have a great night, everyone. Bye-bye.